When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 174, the preparing for the second straight year of Jonathan Taylor as the best running back in the AFC South, despite him doing nothing of note last year of Sodes. <laughs> nice. Good uh, shot. Honestly, we, sh- we probably should mentally prepare ourselves for that. You know, it's going to be frustrating. Uh, everyone's calling for the decline of Derrick Henry. Uh, they have been for the last four seasons. So it's only... It, just just prepare yourself. Just mentally prepare for people to uh, not give Derrick Henry his due and instead hype up random running backs that turn out to do nothing like Jonathan Taylor. Remember that time? Like, I, I In fact, I, I posted about this on Cork Paths earlier this week. Like, remember when, like, for, like, eight weeks of that season when Derrick Henry was injured, people were like, Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in the NFL. I remember. Like, I would take an injured Derrick Henry over a healthy Jonathan Taylor. Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Derrick Henry, in the year he got hurt, was on pace for back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons. It's never been done before. Um, right. Eight games. Through, through eight games in 2021... And I mean, it, it was really seven. Uh, no, I guess he did play the, the entire Colts game. So eight games ran for 937 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's 117 yards per game. 10 touchdowns in eight games. Jonathan Taylor, last season, he played 11 games. 861 rushing yards, four touchdowns. I, like these two guys, it's it's not apples to apples. And that's what mm-hmm. everybody tries to do just to, uh, just to kind of freshen up the narrative at the yeah. running back position. Well, it, it's oh, the reason first it was supposed to be Chubb, right? Now it's yeah. supposed to be Taylor. Uh-huh. It's the reason Neither. LeBron James doesn't win MVP every year. Fatigue. It's just player fatigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like guys are like they want to create new narratives. Uh it's kind of it's a little ridiculous to be honest. Um but, you know, that's something you got to you got to deal with. But at least our buddy Eldon English, who that comes from at strike one, one, three, understands that uh, with that this week's So title. If you have a so title, hit us with it at Tighten Up Pod. You guys have been uh, more frequent, especially now during the dead of the summer. You guys have done a really good job of staying uh, current and staying frequent with staying in our mentions with so titles. Um, so hit us up at Tighten Up Pod on uh, Twitter. And are we on Threads yet? I don't even know. Did you set us Not up yet. a Threads account? Not yet. We're making the jump this week. Okay. At it'll be at Tighten Up Podcast on Threads because it's the same as our Instagram handle on Threads. So uh, uh, maybe we'll wait for the Titans to unveil their new Threads to join threads how about that mm, mm. how about that also we got to see eldon english in uh mid-season form 
That's a, that El, was a good Elden English. That's why he's the tupper of the year. He's the guy who put mayonnaise in his margarita. So we <laughs> can always respect uh, Elden uh, for coming in strong. Jack, the uh, July 23rd is when the Titans unveil their new uniforms, which it's like it's no hidden secret. It, it's Oilers uniforms, but um, it's uh, still going to hit so hard. Oh, that day is going to be so great because all yeah. of the think of all the Texans fans. Think well, of all of them. Yes. Yes. That's going to be funny. Gonna be and the rest of the NFL is going to covet these uniforms because that is it. it is a uniform that people have wanted back for a long time now. Those baby blue Oilers uniforms. Oh, baby. Oh, I'm I. the only thing I'm hoping for. The only thing I'm hoping for. Look, the only request I have for the new Titan Stadium, more columns. The only request I have for these Oilers uniforms, a Tennessee Oilers patch on it. Make it Tennessee Oilers. That make it, look, they're the Tennessee Titans. Make them the Tennessee Oilers uniforms. That's all I ask. I screw the Houston Oilers. I know, I know you got to give love to the franchise and to the Earl Campbells and all the Warren Moons, everyone that because that is technically part of this franchise's history. But man, I just want that Tennessee Oilers patch. Throw mm-hmm. back to those those two years of greatness in Memphis and in Vanderbilt Stadium. Yeah, where champions are made. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that okay. would be great. That would be a great look. I, I'm all on board for that. We have got a great sode this week with uh, Tron Davenport joining the fray. We're going to get we hit everything from uh, Hassan Haskins to DeAndre Hopkins, Malik Willis to actual uh, marriage debate that we hit on a little bit last week. It's uh, a great chat with him. And then also big news. The return. We have reached so deep into the NFL offseason that we are we are we are so parched to the point where Jack and I we broke the glass in case of emergency we are pulling out an old fashioned remember the titan Woo! it is back we found it. and you know what it, the only reason this this segment went away is because we kind of ran out of titans to remember we remembered all of the titans I found a Titan that I don't think we've ever done before. And I'm so excited. We're going to hit that uh, on the back half of Toronto Davenport. But before we get to all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Yeah, I was going to say, we've got like at least 75 new Titans to remember after these last two injury-riddled seasons. Yeah, that's talk true. about Relax the Back, where if you have a back injury, that's the place to get it corrected. Because they set out every single day to help the people in the Nashville area work better live better, and feel better. If you've got insomnia, you stay awake, tossing and turning at night, you don't like your mattress, you don't like your pillow, they've got all kinds of new sleep technology to help correct your sleep and get you those eight hours you need every single day. They've also got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us. They've got zero-gravity chairs. They've got massage chairs if you want to throw one of those in your office at home. Um, they, like I mentioned, the Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to maximize your sleep every night. They've got, um, Bluetooth sound, sound machine to help, you know, if you live by the interstate, you live by a busy highway, it'll soothe your right to sleep with sweet sounds of the rainforest. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glenico road in Nashville, Tennessee, right across the road from the green Hills regal movie theater, um, over in that shopping center, right next to Hillsborough high school. If you don't live in Middle Tennessee and you are interested in some of this stuff, go check out their showroom 
online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. They'll ship it right out to you. Whatever they have available in store will be available through shipping. So when you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train is coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm sucking cold from prison. And time What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is July 12th, 2023. And when I say we are in the barren wasteland, that is the desert of the NFL offseason. We are in the barren wasteland of the desert that is the NFL offseason. Because, guys, it is not only is it NFL dried up season there's uh, tumbleweeds <laughs> flying across your screen there is uh it is you know like you see like bones that have been picked apart by vultures on the ground of like what used to be uh, an animal carcass of some sort it is it, it is it is desolate where we are right now there's very little to talk about even less to talk about this week than we did last week and last week was very little it is bad, even more so to the point where there's not even any other sports to talk about. We are in the all-star break currently for Major League Baseball. There's no baseball. I think the ESPYs are going to be airing tonight, which is uh, just a nightmare uh, of sports content because the— They used to be good, though. They used they... to be good. Uh, was it Justin was maybe, Timberlake? Justin Timberlake there, Yeah, there was there good? was a brief there was a brief period where it was it was good, but then they Drake Drake hosted. He did good. Made some songs. He did, he did out fine. Brian McKnight. Yeah, and their their skits that year were their uh, filmed skits were very funny that year. So that was solid. Um, did Will Ferrell ever host? No, I don't think Will Ferrell ever hosted. I think he was just in some skits. Uh but that yeah, it was it was it was a solid. But but like it's just gotten stale. I'm pretty sure that the kids that play the outfield in the home run derby <laughs> are the same kids they use to write the jokes for the ESPYs. <laughs> Do you see that one poor kid get blasted in the face by Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s line drive? Yeah, I saw oh, it. I was swollen shut. I tell you uh, what, he it, yeah, that was bound he, to happen. There's too many kids out there. He's not seeing anything for the next week or so, at least. Yeah, it's um, a blessing in disguise. You won't have to watch the ESPYs. Yeah, it was Scotty Smalls in the Sandlot, just getting that black eye uh, in the eye, right to the face. By the way, uh, I don't think the ESPYs are even going to have a host this year. I think we're hostless. Ooh, ooh. I, no, they, they can't be hostless. Right? No, I think we're hostless because, uh, I don't know if it's related, but I'm going to say it is the Pat McAfee tax. All the layoffs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're right. The 2023 SB Awards will not have a host. That's going to be a so first, strange. A first time for the ceremony in its three decades of operation. It's kind of poverty. What? Yeah. What, what in the hell is this thing going to be? It, you really, you're right, dude. It, honestly, for how much they're paying Pat McAfee, he should host. Yeah, he'd be a good host, I bet. He would be. A he good could make host. it. He could. He could make the SBs fun again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This is, it is, it is a, um, so a, a bad 
a bad television production only gets worse with with no host. Because honestly, I mean, that's really all I would ever watch for anyway. It was the opening monologue, right? Yeah, and him ripping on some NBA players and you know yeah. stuff like that. It, I don't know. Look, this is the point in the offseason where we have to talk about the ESPYs because we're two weeks out of training camp. Titans training camp today. We're recording on the 12th of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, the 11th. Titans training camp begins on the 25th of July. So two weeks away, we've almost made it. But man, we're going to start maybe, maybe this is where we become a little delirious. Maybe we mix our topics up. Maybe, yeah. uh, you, you know, maybe spend a little too much time on the ESPYs. This this is we're in that territory this Look, week and next week. You got to buckle down and, and really bear with us here. If you're a Tupper listening to this episode, you are the truest of the true. And we appreciate you because, yeah, this is this is the time of the year where yeah, we spend way too much time talking about <laughs> the freaking space. And uh, we are literally grasping at straws. This is literally what you're listening to right now is us grasping at straws for content. Now, don't get me wrong. We talked to Teron Davenport, and Teron Davenport has got some some great uh, content, some great things to hit on. But we are, um, it is bad. But you know, it's kind of like that that meme. Look, if you're not going to be with us when we're four and eleven, then don't you know, don't come crawling back to us when we're six and ten. it's also that meme i feel like as podcasters you know for a team like the titans who's had maybe the most boring off season um in the nfl it's uh it's the meme where you know you say to god stop giving me your toughest battles yeah because cranking these shows out with no new content is tough although we do have a little nugget little d hop nugget came through this week yeah the the worst mistake you and i ever made was deciding to make this a year-round podcast and not just doing it during football season that was probably uh dumb on our part that's too easy though it is too easy yeah you know what we're grinders i wish we weren't grinders but we are grinders and we will continue to churn out content uh titans content for a to z sports and you're right jack we do have a nugget of news. This is like, I don't know if you ever saw 127 hours when uh, James Franco is stuck in that crevice and he's got his like Nalgene bottle of water mm-hmm. and he's down to literal, literally just drops of water. That's what this next topic is. DeAndre Hopkins, the Titans went more aggressive with their push for DeAndre Hopkins. What does that mean? We don't know, but we like I like that word aggressive. I would rather it be the Titans that get more aggressive than the Patriots. It seems yeah. like it's a it's a one-on-one showdown cage fight here for D Hop. Although I get the vibe that the Patriots really aren't all in like the Titans are. I, I feel like the, the Titans entire 2023 season hangs upon D Hop's decision, right? Because yeah. if oh. you bring him in, and we'll talk to T D about what the expectations are when you bring him in, but I mean, you're absolutely a contender in the division. You've got a you've got a real chance to make the playoffs in what will be a really competitive, maybe the most competitive AFC we've seen in quite some time. If you don't land D Hop, then oh boy, is Traylon Burks going to have his work cut out for him? And are you going to have to go out and sign another aging veteran like a Jarvis Landry or or one of those guys that nobody's touching with a ten foot pole just to have a veteran in the room? It's well, there's two different ways it could go here. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think you make you bring up a good point where if the Patriots get DeAndre Hopkins, that's great. It's great for them. 
great for them. Good for them. But they're not, their season isn't dependent upon it. And I'll tell you why. One, they've got six Lombardies since I've been in middle school. Okay. They, uh, they, oh yeah. They also have Juju Smith Schuster, Devonte Parker, and, uh, some guy named Tyquan Thornton. Um, a lot better names in their wide receiver room than the Tennessee Titans do. Not not great uh, names. I, I mean, I guess notable names, but they're you know Juju's not a world beater anymore. No, uh, he was like a couple seasons in Pittsburgh. He look, had a good look, he had a good year in KC. Okay, Jack, think about this. Okay, this is you're coming from a uh, a wide receiver group with their most veteran wide receivers is Chris Moore. Okay. Oh, Juju Smith Schuster well, is is pretty solid for comparatively to what the Titans have in their jar. That's like, uh, uh, that, it, it, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, is the Titans are coming off of a seven-game losing streak. No Lombard in desperate need of just getting some talent in their wide receiver room. I think I want to make a long-term bet with you. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. I think that Traylon Burks will have more receiving yards than Juju Smith-Schuster in 2023. I will take you up on that bet a thousand percent. Okay, you've got Juju. Okay, yeah, I'll take Juju. Um, all right, when are we? I'm I'm setting a reminder on my phone. Yeah, do, the, do it like uh, mid-January, January 11th. I'll do January. Okay, January 11th. That's Titans Ooh, and Dolphins. You know what? No, the, no, do it. Yeah, do it a oh, week. No, that's do December it week 11th. 18. The podcast before week 18, so we can do a quick update and know what we need in week 18 in order to Ooh, win the Okay. Bet. Okay. All right. All right. So bet with Jack Gentry. Okay. All right. This is it. All right. I'm going. Oh, January 1st. So January 1st, New Year's Day. I am uh setting setting a reminder. And I am saying Jack thinks. Oh man, this is gonna be so great. Traylon Burks is going to have more receiving yards than Juju Smith Schuster. One hundred percent. Okay, dude. Uh, people forget that like Traylon Burks was really coming along before he got knocked out of that Eagles game. He was having a big game that day, and it, it really looked like, uh, you know, I, I know the Titans had a lot of work to do to catch the Eagles that day, but it really looked like he was gonna go tit for tat with AJ Brown. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm not, this is not a knock at Traylon Burks at all, but I think you're also not giving enough respect to Juju and being the number one wide receiver in New England. Look, Juju Smith does TikTok dances, okay? Traylon Burks kills hogs with his bare hands. They are not the same. You sound like a, a boomer right now. Um that Am him doing vibes? TikTok dances has nothing to do with his performance. I also called him Juju yeah. Smith, which is another boomer thing to call him. Um, it, it, uh, Juju is a Super Bowl champion, and he should be treated with, with uh, respect. As yeah, such. yeah, no, don't get me wrong. He he had a big impact on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl last season. But I he, I, I just I think that Traylon Burks is a little flying under the radar here. I. Uh, if if D Hop comes, obviously that hurts my chances to win this bet. But at the same time, Mac Jones is throwing the ball in New England. And when Mac Jones plays bad, Bailey Zappi then comes in to throw the ball. Like, they, um, they don't it, have a guy that I think will start 17. I think that they're going to go back to two QBs. Bill O'Brien's going to mess them both up. 
I mean, Devontae you, Parker's another solid option out there. He's, you know, while Juju might be 1A, he's 1B. So if you if you lose this bet, you agree to do uh, an episode shirtless? Man, well, uh, that's New Year's, right after New Year's. I mean, that's I'll maybe be bloated that day. Um, okay, so yes. All right. Um, so, all right. All right so we'll do a shirtless stuff. Tuppers, you guys are our... Um, witnesses a, a loser of this bet will have to do a shirt a a an episode a soda of this show shirtless um and you're probably like how is that going to benefit us at all well we're going to post out some social clips and uh some videos and some pictures of it just to uh just to prove it it will yeah. trust me it will be well worth your um listening pleasure um also the the new england patriots their third string left guard is Bill Murray. Do you think it's the same <laughs> one from Lost in Translation, Groundhog's Day, Ghostbusters? I just got a feeling that that it's not. No. I've know. got a I feeling. Mean, I'm not I'm pretty I'm sure, sure I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure last year the Titans offensive line got low enough to where they could have had a, a an actor as their backup left guard. Yeah, I mean, they were a joke themselves. So yeah. it would have made sense. They probably had, yeah, they had a comedian. It was uh, Nate Bargazzi was their uh, third string <laughs> left guard last year. Um, all right, let's get I bet to Shane our Gillis buddy. still could play up front. Yeah. Didn't he does play Shane like two weeks in, of college football? Does Shane Gillis live in Nashville? I don't know. I know he's from Philly. They've been doing it. I'll tell you what, though. Zanies has been kind of on fire because Shane Gillis and Nate Bargatze popped up for a late show on like a Sunday a couple weeks ago. Unannounced. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. I saw yeah, Shane Gillis cool. the last time he came to Nashville and he's hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Zanies has been on fire. I'm not sure if he lives in Nashville, but he sure does spend a lot of time here. It was right oh. after the Beer Olympics. I think it was that weekend after the Beer Olympics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe it was the Monday after. It was one of those days. Also, uh, and I know we kind of hit on this last week. I think we should hit on it every week, honestly, until the football season starts. Is uh, Taylor Lewan playing next season? I'm, I think I'm I still, saw where he I said still he's down leaning, like 56 pounds. Yeah, I'm still leaning no. <laughs> That's kind of a substantial amount of pounds. Maybe it is the fact that he's, uh, yeah, he's down a lot of weight. It's that Brad um, Hopkins diet where, you know, hitting you, you up look, MMA fights. Yeah. Why is it guys like look better after playing football? And, it, and it's not just like they look better. They look so much better so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he just stopped playing. Like, obviously, he lost a little bit of weight with the with the injury and everything. But still, like, what, what do you like? What should I become an NFL offensive lineman just to lose weight? Another thing, got to tip my hat to Brad. Ozempic wasn't around back when Brad had retired. That's a good point. It's cheat code it's now. Hollywood's on it. Is. Total cheat code. Are you doing Ozempic? No, I'm not doing Ozempic. I can tell. I'm doing the All viral right, TikTok let... trend cottage cheese diet. Mm -hmm. Ew, gross. Better than you said. Just better than it sounds. Just don't do the viral TikTok trend of uh, jumping off the back of a boat because uh, four yeah, people ooh. died doing yeah, that. I, I yeah. got that notification too. That's kind of crazy numbers. Yeah, don't. Don't that four is like too Lake many. Lanier numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't jump off the back of boats, people. Be smart. Uh, all right. Let's get to Tron Davenport, but not without getting a word first from our friends at Bet MGM. 
Yes, if you like to gamble, don't do it by jumping off a boat. Do it by betting with BetMGM. <laughs> Enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Now let's get the Toronto Report. Guys, it's been a while since we've had a, uh, a guest on this podcast, and it's been a while since we've had this guest on this podcast. Our guy, Teron Davenport, you know him from covering the Tennessee Titans, doing a phenomenal job covering the Tennessee Titans with ESPN. Uh, TD, how are you, man? I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing? We're, we're, we're doing... I mean, do you as want the best honest as we answer? can? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's the dead of the off season. We, for whatever reason, Jack and I said, no, we're not going to take any weeks off and we are scraping the bottom of the barrel for content. I can only imagine what it's like for uh, a guy covering the beat like you having to churn out stories on the regular. Yeah. It's just one of those times you got to kind of <laughs> dig in the reserve, you know, and just go back on your notes and just see what you could pull out and, <laughs> make happen i got a couple stories coming that you know i'm I'm pretty proud of so we'll, okay. we'll keep it rolling are, are you like us where you're just like just every day you wake up just begging for uh deandre hopkins to make a decision uh one way or the other yeah i would i, I want him to make a decision to sign with the team not because i'm a fan but because I'm a fan of getting more eyes on my work, you know? So <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 To, to make that decision to come here. And that even that the team's popularity and success that has a lot to do with how I'm able to travel. So the better yeah. the Titans are, the more likely I am to be able to go to road games and those type of things. So, yeah, he's good for business, not just for the Titans, uh, for you. Uh, he also gets us more clicks on our podcasts mm -hmm. whenever, you know, whenever we talk D hop. So what, where are you, where do you stand right now currently on, if I did, if you had to put a percentage point on it, where do you think the Titans are with signing Deandre Hopkins? Yeah, those are always tough to do. I would say if I had to put a percentage, I would say 60 to 65%. I think it's more leaning wow. towards the Titans being able to, to get the deal done. I feel like this. He's just sitting and hoping that maybe another team will come in there with a number and make someone else's number increase. I, I think right. that's really more or less – I, I think he knows where he wants to go, but he's just trying to squeeze as much juice out of that fruit as possible. We know it's the Titans and, and Patriots battling it out, and ESPN's Mike Reese said that, you know, the Titans have been the more aggressive of those two teams. 
Um, we've right. heard some rumors about Carolina, you know, a few weeks ago, Cleveland, the Deshaun Watson connections, obviously still there. Do you foresee a team maybe swooping in at the 11th hour after moving some money around for D hop? Or do you, is it really just the Titans and Pats right now? I think it's primarily the Titans and Patriots, but you know how these free agency thing goes. Sometimes a team is out of nowhere. And you heard Jeremy Fowler earlier this week or yesterday, in fact, mentioned the uh, the Chiefs, you know, if they are able to get Chris Jones, get his extension done, they could lower his number that would give them a more attractive number to present to Hopkins and then possibly the Chiefs. So there are some options, but I think really it's down to the Titans and Patriots. That's the one thing the Chiefs need more of is more weapons, isn't it, team? Yeah, right. I was going to say, you know, <laughs> they really need a, a weapon like DeAndre Hopkins to help put them over the over the top, honestly. Yeah. Uh, really. <laughs> TD, um, you know, we are a big, po- uh, a big bar podcast, uh, and more than the sense of Jack just likes to get black out at them on the weekends. What we, are you talking about? We, we had uh, – we – I want to know where do you think the bar is for this team, both with DeAndre Hopkins and without, because last year we had the bar set at, uh, you know, winning the AFC South and potentially an, you know, AFC championship appearance at the start of the season, as the season mm-hmm. went on, obviously that bar, you know, Just, was moved yeah. down and down and down and down. But so with DeAndre Hopkins, where do you think the bar is for this team? And then without him, where do you think it is? Yeah, I think with DeAndre Hopkins, it's reasonable to expect an AFC South division title. I, I think that's fair. You look at how the season ends, ended, and obviously one season is different from the other, but right now all we could go on is what we saw last year. And with Josh Dobbs as quarterback, a ridiculous call, they almost won the, the, the division. Right, you know, right. So, I, I don't think that gap is as wide as, as a lot of people make. So I think when you add a Hopkins, yeah, I, I would I would say and having have Tannehill for more than twelve games, yeah, I would say winning a division should be the expectation, the bar. One of the without, without him, I, I would say just competing for the division. And the AFC is tough. Like it, it seems like you're probably gonna have to win double digit games to make it as a wild card team. It's almost easier to win the division than it is to be a wild card team, you know, when you're coming out the AFC South. So I, I still think regardless whether Hopkins is there or not, they should be in competition for the division. If he's there, they should win it. Yeah. And without him, we'll be frequenting those bars a lot more for sure. <laughs> Very possible. Yeah, that won't be happy drinking, though, TD. Um, One of D-Hop's prerequisites for whoever he signs with is a championship defense. The Titans extended Big Jeff four for 94 uh, Mm. this offseason. You are all over that. So that, I mean, obviously, you you know, if you're not following TD on on Twitter, and I don't know if you're on threads or not yet, but uh, all the cool things. I'm I'm figuring that out. I I think I'm going to do it. Okay, yeah, I, I think, think that's only for iPhone users, so that's a little bit of a oh, is that right? I don't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, if you're not following TD, um, go ahead and do that mid uh, interview. But you were all over the Big Jeff stuff. You know, a lot of people have him rated as you know top three. We saw a list that came out: uh, players and execs top. Th- you know, he's in the top three of interior defensive line behind Aaron Donald, maybe Chris Jones. Yeah. 
we haven't seen a double digit sack season, but now that he's got the money and he's got the security and maybe there's a little less pressure on him. Do you think that that's where he goes this season? Do you think it's a double digit sack season for big Jeff? Yeah, I, I think, I think last season was a double digit uh, season for him. If he wasn't injured. I mean, you look like when I asked him the question about the adversity in Jacksonville, you you saw he broke down and cried, you know, mm-hmm. and, and talked about how he was getting that ankle shot up and going through the the pain management for the last eight weeks of the season. So, yeah, I think the double digit sacks for sure. I, I think that's something. And the thing about Simmons, though, is he impacts the game beyond just sacks. Right. And you look, it won't show up in the playbook, but or in the box score, rather, but you'll see him forklift an offensive lineman back into the quarterback. It'll be a rush throw, and next thing you know, Kevin Byard is picking it off, you know, those type of situations. And it goes for KB as an interception. Not really much for Jeffrey Simmons, but if you watch the game, you see the impact. So I, I think for him it goes beyond that. And it's funny because you, you talk about him being rated in the top three. He actually dropped the spot. Last year he was top two. And Chris Jones leap, leapfrogged him. And that's understandable after all the sacks and things that Chris Jones did. But to keep it on Simmons, yeah, it's more than just sacks. You look at how he impacts the, the game uh, from a run defense perspective also. And then I always love to point out that that series in the Redskins game where – or excuse me, the Commanders game where, you know, Terry McLaurin caught the pass. He's running 20 yards down the field. He broke a couple tackles. And you see 98 go down and tackle him. Mm-hmm. And then the next play, he's on the left side. Carson Wentz scrambles this way. And he's the one coming from the left side to force him out of bounds for the sack. And then just being on the field, that third play, after all that run, and he didn't tap out. I just said, man, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the epitome of, of what <laughs> yeah. the Titans are. I'm telling you, man, just talking about it, it's making the hairs on my arms stand up. I'm so excited to see him again this season. Yeah. Um, that that pass rush, too. I mean, they went out and signed Arden Key, which is an under-the-radar move. And, you know, Key, I think, holds the LSU single-season sack record. Um, but not really a signing, but another guy they're essentially adding this year that they didn't have last year is Harold Landry. I mean, yeah. That dude got paid last season, coming off a 12, 12 and a half sack season in 2021. What do you, what, you know, he, since he got hurt so early, what's the expectation for him in training camp? And, you know, what do you see him doing uh, in 2023? That's the thing that is uh, intriguing to me is where he's going to be when camp opens. Is he going to be on PUP? Are they going to bring him along eventually? Like, how is that going to work? Because we didn't see him on the field for OTAs and minicamp. And I thought we were going to see him. So it happened, what, uh, September 7th. So it hasn't been a full year yet. But, I mean, guys have already proven that they don't need that full year to be able to get back onto the field. Now, getting back to the player that they were before the injury is a different story. And I think when you look at a guy like Landry who does so much cornering and, you know, quick movement type of things for his pass rush is going to be, I really think he needs to get on the field and training camp just to kind of test that knee out and feel it and test the mind out too. How is he going to be able to, you know, recover from a mental standpoint? That's also a big part of that. And uh, hopefully for his sake that he's out there. 
Is there any chance Hassan Haskins is a Tennessee Titan in 2023? That is a good question because uh, looking at that police report, that was yeah hard to read. Yeah, it was. Uh, there were some things in there that made you like, wow. And it's as I'm reading it, I'm just thinking to myself, like, Hassan is always so reserved and 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 relaxed and calm and cool when when you talk to him in the locker room. Something just exploded, you know, and it's just wow. Um, so I took I you know. by shock. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be, that's gonna be a tough decision for you know Rand Carthon, Mike, Mike Vrabel, uh, Miss Amy, Adam Strong. It's gonna be a tough decision, you know. I, 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 I think there's a very good chance that he's not on the roster. We had to submit our roster projection. And I like I put his name on there, but I'm just like, man, like, you need to give me this caveat. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know, you know, how this case is going to turn out. Well, and with the draft pick of Tajay Spears, it kind of makes him more expendable, right? Yes, it does. And then you got Julius Chestnut. Um, there was another back. Oh, his name Ward? slips from mind. Thirty-three. Yeah, he he's he's someone else. I think it, you know can help offset if Haskins isn't there. But, I mean, if he gets released, you know, next year they may end up having to draft a running back again, you know, with the possibility of Derrick Henry moving on. Can you imagine that? You have Derrick Henry. Well, I guess, you know, you do for now. And three straight drafts, you try and find a running back. I mean, that's – the Titans haven't had much trouble doing that, you know, since they moved Mm -hmm. to Nashville. So uh, I kind of trust them and, and their pedigree there. But I, I guess that leads me into my next question is, do you, what's your bold prediction? You said you just came out with your roster projections. What, do you have a bold prediction for training camp? Maybe a backup wins a job that nobody's heard of, a UDFA, or, or maybe somebody surprises and earns a starting job. Who, do, do you have one I, of those dialed I, uh, I have Caleb Murphy making a roster, the undrafted free agent, uh, Ferris State, mm-hmm. 25 and a half sacks. I think he is one of the – four or five outside backers that that make the roster. That would probably be the boldest projection or prediction. Um, I do have them keeping three quarterbacks. So that could be in some ways considered bold, but I don't see why you release Malik Willis unless he really goes out and craps a bit. So um, I would say, yeah, Kayla Murphy making the roster. Now, uh, Oh, go ahead, Jack. Go I ahead. was just going to say, since we're on the topic of Malik Willis, what what does he need to show? Is it is it in preseason? Is it in, is is it in training camp? What does he need to prove in order to stick with, I, I guess, stick on the active roster? Because I don't know how ready Levis is going to be week one. I you know is do you see Willis having a chance to earn the backup job heading into week one? I absolutely see him having as the, a chance to... as the favorite, maybe. <sighs> It's, I mean, you could call him the favorite because he has a year in the NFL under his belt. And, you know, talking to Will Levis, even though he played in a similar scheme at at Kentucky, one of the things that he told me when I asked him about that is just like having to deprogram himself and then rewire himself with new terminology. And that's one of the big things for this offense, you know, using some of the uh, Perkins Earhart or Earnhardt, excuse me, kind of system uh, terminology, like the concepts 
And so you do have to know those things because you're canning and checking to a different play. And you have to be able to, you, you know, have that, that terminology right because in this case, it's, it's super important. There's less. And something simple as ink, you know, is, is, is like an in-breaking route and an out-breaking route together. You got to be able to to call that, you know. So that's going to be tough for Levis. It's going to be tough for Willis, honestly. But one of the things that I, I've seen from both of them is they have been able to do that already in, in OTAs and minicamp. So that's a good thing. Um, it's just going to be tough. But for Willis, what he has to do, because you asked, about training camp or preseason is both really because he has to be able to go out there and show that he is able to progress through reads that he could throw with anticipation. These are all things that he needed to be able to do coming into the league. It was a part of the developmental uh, process for him. Whereas he would see someone open and then throw it. You could do that at Liberty, but you can't do that in the, in the NFL. You and he showed that actually the last play of training or minicamp, uh, he showed that where he saw he he read through the defense pre snap, he saw where he wanted to go post snap, he threw anticipation to the corner of the end zone before Mason Kinsey made his break, and you saw Kinsey come out the break and accelerate to the football. He essentially threw him over. You know, by throwing to that spot, it made Kinsey have to accelerate away from the DB, and he caught it, and that was the end of uh, OTAs and minicamp. You know, so that's a positive to end on. So for Willis, that's he has to just continue to do that. Levis, he has to be able to throw with more touch. I mean, you look at him, and you're just like, yeah. that's a creative QB. You know, he has all that, the arm strength and all that stuff. But you got to be able, you can't always throw lightning bolts. You know, you have to throw a catchable pass for your receivers, not only deep down the field, but on those touch ones across the middle when you got to drop it just over the linebacker in front of the safety to that spot so he can catch it and make a move and, you know, do what he has to do. Yeah, I have that same problem. Sometimes my arm's just too strong, you know, so I, I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, now, TD, uh, Jack and I, uh, I, I've always had a take where the more kids you have, um, the the less productive you are on the field. It's a ridiculous take, uh, admittedly. But um, Philip Rivers. That, that's, that's your, that, right. I was on the opposite, opposite side of this, by the way. I listed Travis Henry, Cromartie, Rivers. Yeah, they were cranking those are, those are were, exceptions, exceptions to the rule, honestly. Um, and seen. and yeah, Patrick Mahomes kind of killed that take a little bit, too, after having his second and winning a Super Bowl and MVP. But again, exception to the rule. Um, I also am like kind of toying with the take of whether or not it's a good thing if a uh, if a player gets married, like if their production slips a little bit after getting married. Look, I'm a married man, happily married, 11 years. And uh, but I, you know, as well as anyone recognize that with marriage comes a new level of, of stresses and frustrations and <laughs> responsibilities even. And um, you know, I, the reason I bring this up is because Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips recently tied the knot. And so, TD, I kind of wanted your take on this. Uh, where do you side on this? Because Jack and I were at odds last week. Um, I said, look, I think I think we're going to see some slippage from Traylon Burks. Kyle Phillips, don't don't expect to see them, you know, maybe lose a step uh, in, in the speed or or 
in the hands department, whatever it may be, just because of the baggage that comes with marriage at home. Now, granted, they are still in the honeymoon phase, which is a which yeah. is a plus. Um, but where do you come out on uh, if marriage is good for pro athletes? Real quick, can you believe he said all that with that door open <laughs> right there to the kitchen? <laughs> I mean, if, if Meredith works from home, you're in some serious trouble after we hang She's out. She's right <laughs> upstairs. She is right upstairs. But luckily, she does not listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as you were going through all that, Grant Hill came to mind. And Ooh. Grant Hill married Tamia, and you just saw his all of a sudden he was always hurt, like always. I, right? I don't know, I don't know the, the correlation, but I, I know like with Kyle Phillips, it, it, it was cool. I remember um, seeing him in the locker room. We, had, we hadn't seen him for a bit, and then he popped up back up for two consecutive weeks. And I remember he told me that he, the one, uh, was it a, a Tuesday? No, a Monday, he, he caught a red eye to California to propose to his girl and then caught the plane back um, so he could be in the facility on Wednesday. So uh, it's, it's dedication. I, I, I will say that. That's cool. Um, I don't think that it's going to really affect those guys. I know in some cases, just in talking to guys, it has made them, and I'm these are like the more longer-term married guys, they have had more of a desire to stay at the facility a little bit longer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that could be a good thing from that perspective. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good watching more film, you know, yeah. like, I, you know what? I'm going to go over these routes one more time. <laughs> right. <laughs> TV, you're close to these guys as a player. Have you, have you ever gone to a player's wedding? No, no, I haven't been a, at a player's wedding. I, I get, I've, you know, I've been cool with some guys, but I, I don't necessarily, I don't think, you know, that's, that level is, is all the way appropriate, at least while they're playing for the team that you're covering. So no. Okay. okay. Oh, always the beat writer, never the groomsmen, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. He does have that bow tie, though. He can, he can, he can play on. I both look. I probably. I can, that's I probably part of me. Yeah. Look, <laughs> that's probably why they don't invite you. They don't want to be upstage in the in the fashion department. Everyone, everyone's heads will turn when TD walks down the aisle. <laughs> well, TD, look, man, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. It's always a blast having you on, and your your coverage is always the best. Uh, thank you so much for for giving us something to talk about uh, in the the barren wasteland of uh, of the desert that is the NFL offseason. So we appreciate you, man, and uh, can't wait to uh, follow your coverage into training camp and then into the season. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a fun season. Hopefully, like we said, Hopkins signs and, you know, yes. get more to, to talk about. <laughs> there are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. All right. Shout out to our guy, Teron Davenport. Always the best. We appreciate him so much. The, um, it's time. It's time. It, it, we have, uh, scraped the bottom of the barrel so deep to where, uh, for searching for content during the off season to where we have found a remember the Titan that we have never done before. I hear we thought we had uh, emptied the clip of Titans for this Remember the Titans segment, a segment that we're, it, it was an every week installment on this podcast. And after a while, we had to 
we had to put it on hold until the Titans got more Titans for us to remember. And as Jack pointed out earlier in the pod, yeah, there's um, about 75 new ones each season uh, based off of the number of injuries the Titans have had the last two years. But uh, this one is actually a remember the Titan from way back when the early days of Before the Tennessee Titans. You get into it. I want to give the listeners full transparency. Austin approached me with this idea before the podcast. Um, to which I said, of course, absolutely. I think it's a great week for it. I, uh, while, while, be- really before I started even looking, he said, you know what? Let me just solo this. So he's going solo on Remember yeah. the Titan. It's a, it's well, a one, it, maybe that's the way to do it. We alternate every well, episode with a Remember the Titan. And well, and that's what I'm, I mean, that's possible. Um, and honestly, the only, the real reason why I said, no, don't worry, I've got it. Let me, you know, you know, like a point guard dribbling the ball down court, raising, raising, putting the one finger ISO. up in the air. Yeah. Um, the reason I called ISO was because I did not want to wait for you to try and find a remember the Titan that we haven't not done yet because they, I don't think it's possible. I yeah. don't think you'll find one. I went straight to the 2021 roster that went in that right? 21 <laughs> <Right>. roster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just one of those random guys that like filled in after we were like five positions deep on the depth chart. Um, this is a, remember the Titan who I actually found via NFL, uh, that throwback NFL throwback page, uh, or whatever. I, I forget what the account is called, but where they, they, they post old NFL clips. It's, it's related to the NFL. It, it's run by the NFL. And I, it was a clip of a safety for the Buffalo Bills making a tackle. I can't remember I can't remember who the safety was, but he made a tackle on a Tennessee Titan. A tight end. Who played for the Houston Oilers and Tennessee Titans from 1995 to 2000. He was the 4th round pick, number 101 overall in the 1995 NFL draft. Now, although he went to high school in Iowa City, Iowa, home of the Iowa Hawkeyes. He actually went to the rival school of Wisconsin. He is a Badger. Born on August 29th, 1972. I'm, of course, talking about one Michael Philip Roan. Michael Roan. Do you remember Michael Roan? Tight end for the Titans. This might be the first time. Maybe it's not the first time. But I don't remember him. I vaguely, vaguely remember him. Number 80 for the Tennessee Titans in those early, early Titans years. Um, he was, um, Roan was on the Titans roster during their run in 1999 to the AFC Championship. He caught three touchdown passes in his career, all of them during the 1999 season. He also recovered a fumble for a touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a 23-14 win in Nashville in November 1998. So that was a uh, shout-out Vanderbilt Stadium. Uh, playing for the special team shortly after Al Del Greco kicked a go-ahead field goal with three seconds left, Roan recovered the subsequent fumble kickoff as time expired. Uh, injuries began to pile up by the start of the 2000 season as a recurring neck problem kept Roan out for all of the Titans 1999 postseason run. It came to uh, a head in the first week of 2000 when Roan's own teammate 
broke his leg in a blindside collision against Buffalo. Oh, uh, was it Donnie Nicky? Probably. I think, I mean, this was pre Donnie Nicky. Pre Donnie Nicky, but that's some Donnie Nicky energy, right? That, there. yeah, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually was Donnie Nicky. Um, <laughs> I, they, Michael Roan, I, this is one that I was like, damn. What that is a name because I do vaguely remember it's like uh like Kenny Holmes, you know, back in the day, like old Titans from those early first years. I respect to him and um yeah, you don't remember anything about him, do you? No, that's the thing. Cause I mean like we remember 99... we remember Frank Wycheck, we remember Aaron Kinney. Um yeah, like ninety if ninety nine was his breakout season, uh I guess so her his career year, I should say. I don't know how much of a breakout three touchdowns is really, but <laughs> that would have been see, like even when the Titans won the Super Bowl, I would have been three. And a lot of people like there's there's some people that are my age that will lie to you and say that they remember the Titans winning the Super Bowl. I don't remember it. I have no memories from that. I don't think any, I don't think anyone remembers the Titans winning the Super Bowl. Or excuse me, not winning the Super Bowl, making it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> losing in terrible fashion. But I, I like there, there there are people out there that say, oh yeah, like this is one of my first memories. I, I I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you have a memory at three years old unless it's like the most traumatic. I guess that is pretty traumatic, losing by a yard. But yeah, don't remember that. Don't remember Michael Roan. So that's a good pull. What do we have an update? What what's he up to now? Uh well, I'm glad you asked, Jack, because after retiring from the NFL, Roan moved to Sonoma wine country in California. And bought a vineyard in the Russian River Valley, known today as Rhone Family. The vineyard's Pinot Noir grapes are sourced by screen door sellers. Rhone earned a master's degree from the University of San Francisco, as well as a teaching certificate. Starting a, his education career as a junior varsity coach, Roan eventually became the head varsity football coach at El Molino High School in Forestville, California, until 2011, when he brought his team to the playoffs. After the 2011 season, Roan passed the job onto JV coach Matt Transu. He currently serves as the physical education teacher and athletic director at West Sonoma County High School Ooh. in Sebastopol, California. How about I thought that? you were going to say he got fired, but it sounds like he got a promotion if he's the AD over there. What what a post career life for Michael Roan. Not only you a know, vineyard, but he's running the he's running the athletics program at a high. School. How many other former Titans do you know running vineyards? Do it. Does he have like a, a does he have a type of wine that's on the shelves? Maybe. Uh, or is it just it is it just like local to San Francisco? I wonder. I, it's a great question. I'm going to look up Roan family wine. Or the Russian uh, River District, or whatever you said. The price of Pinot, uh, Rhone, Green Valley, Green Valley of Russian uh, varieties, Pinot Noir. Um, screen door sellers, Rhone Family Vineyard, Green Valley of Russian. Wait, this is basically, oh, uh, $65. For a um, bottle? For 50 cases? That can't be right. That's got to be like a, a, a Costco deal. This is, yeah, this is, hang on. So oh, I, I, I don't know that he has a brand of wine. Maybe he just, you know, his vineyard is one where different brands are pumped out of. 
screen what is it called you screen door Ooh, okay here we go here we go you can get you can get a a, a bottle of dot wine Rhone family vineyard white pinot noir a 2022 bottle for 35 dollars and that's dot dot mm-hmm. now you what you will see here are the tasting notes for it you'll see a pale lemon smell white nectarine and grapefruit aromatics with loads of white flowers now what you'll sip is an elegant and fuller bodied white wine made from red grapes juicy ripe white peaches and a touch of pomelo on the palate great weight and and a beautiful texture big white with no oak or butter now what you'll savor is a pan seared halibut with steamed broccolini and lemon zest or simple spaghetti stirred with truffle oil and a squeeze of lemon juice. You want to serve this wine at 45 to 50 degree temperatures. That, of course, is Fahrenheit. And uh, the alcohol by volume content is 13.2%. So shout out to the Rhone family vineyard. Don't I do pour suggest over checking me. out. Don't. <laughs> I do suggest checking them out next time you are in Sonoma, wine country, California. Dot wine from Michael Rohn. I'm going to be, I I swear to you, I'm going to look for that every time I go to like Kroger or somewhere like that, the liquor store even. I wonder if they made it out here. Sure. I know. That's what I'm wondering. Like how, how, uh, oh, you could get, you could get a, uh, a 2021 bottle for $45, $10 more. How about that? A year older. All right, Dot Wine, Michael Rome, go check it out if you remember him. Even if you don't, I gotta find. Where, I gotta find a halibut now. I want to know what other podcast out there, what other Titans podcast out there is teaching you about Michael Rome's wine business. The sweet flavors of nectarine and lemon. You may think we've phoned it in during the off season, but no. Let me tell you, we do our homework and we deliver it to you, the truest Titans fans out there that subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, the Titan Up podcast. Look, we're no different than all the other Titans podcasters. We put our pants on one leg at a time. We just work a little harder. Yeah, yeah. And those pants that we put on, they're just a nicer shade of two-tone blue than anyone else's. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The Tighten Up podcast steps up again in the darkness of the offseason. Two weeks away from training camp. We're almost there. I cannot wait. We're so close. We're so close. Big ups to Teron Davenport for joining us. If you don't have TD's notifications on, what are you doing? That guy breaks everything these days, Um, along with our own Buck Rising. But look, I'll say on top of it. If you don't have Tighten Up Podcasts notifications on, what are you doing? At Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram, and eventually Threads. Uh, follow us there. You can follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack A. Gentry. You can follow me on Twitter, at Austin Off. Hit us up. Let us know. You listen to the pod, and uh, let us know your thoughts. We appreciate all of you who do. You guys are are so fantastic. The best listening uh, listeners in the podcast game, and and we don't we don't that's not just us blowing steam up your ass trust us we are in the dead of the offseason we will be brutally honest and i truly mean it when i say you guys are the best listeners in podcasts because you always have our backs and you always deliver when we uh put things out there for you to deliver 
rate review that and subscribe to this podcast. When you do leave your rating, your five star rating, make a little, you know, in the comments section, say, you know, the four and a half of those five stars go to the tighten up idiots and 0.5 stars go to buck because we do share a podcast feed with, with that doofus, uh, um, on here. But, um, Jack, do you have anything for the road? Yeah. While we're on the topic of threads, shoot me a follow. I'm at Jack Gentry T in on threads. Austin. I know you're on threads along with Cork. I am. Bats. I am at Austin Huff, uh, at Cork bats Cork spelled with a K of course, both, both of which are on threads. Go give us a follow on threads. We're going to be talking Titans on there. Once the season gets going, once this D hop news drops, cause he's coming 60 to 65% chance. I believe it. I believe it. I saw news today that threads is working on a chronological timeline. And I, I swear, I think once it, once they get a chronological timeline, that will be the difference. That will be the game changer, especially come football season for watching live sports because right now Twitter still holds that advantage. And that's the one area in my opinion where Twitter, well, there's EM still other groups, things. Yeah. The, drafts, threads folders. Is, threads is in the infancy stage. I, yeah, I mean, they, threads, it's only going up. It's going to, they're going to get all of those features eventually. Um, it for, just takes some time, but for, I, for as, as of right who, now, the cleanliness, no ads, all of that. Mm-hmm. No, no, um, you know, uh, Bots. I, I don't know. Yeah, no bots. It's a lot less, I guess, clustered over on threads. But I will say for those of you who don't have it, um, it's it's good. If if you're hesitant or you're too lazy, it's a quick download. Um, you can you can still follow some of your favorite guys. It's more interactive, I believe, than Twitter. I mean, you pose a question and there's a bunch of replies. It'll be great for the podcast. We'll have plenty of stuff to talk about on there. So don't miss anything and uh, make sure to give us some follow. Yeah, the um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say, but it's okay. Uh, we are gonna we'll be back um next week. So rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. We love you guys. Follow ADZ Sports and all of the socials. All right, Jack. I guess with all of that said, until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. See tight.